Welcome back to another episode of the Kyron Podcast. Uh, this episode is going to be a little bit different uh, to what we usually do for a number of reasons. Um, as you might be able to hear, uh, we're recording from the car, first of all. Um, but also, uh, we are guestless this week. Um, Ari and I thought that it would be worthwhile um, essentially recording a uh, informal therapy session between the two of us. Um, trying to process some of the things that have happened over the last couple of weeks. Um, we're in the car uh, because as part of the, uh, the Karen Sidorim Fetzahal project, uh, we have just been delivering uh, Sidorim, Chumashim, Sifre Kodesh um, to a base somewhere in Israel. Um, and so here we go. Uh, we're just going to talk about our thoughts and feelings uh, from the last couple of weeks hopefully try and find some sort of um, understanding uh, provide some sort of perspective if for no one else uh, than ourselves um, for the things that have been going on that's right um, Alex is driving as well so uh, I won't let him talk too much I should be focusing on the road but um, uh, it's difficult to know where to start I'm sure all of our listeners have been following the news closely over the past uh, couple of week and a bit now at the time of recording. Um, so I don't think there's a need for this podcast at least to uh, to, to review the news. But obviously um, for us here in Israel, but of course also for our listeners in Am Yisrael worldwide, we are in the middle of an exceptionally challenging time. We've seen uh, horrific, unimaginable, unprecedented events unfold here in Israel. Um, and, and and to be honest, I think one of the one of the thoughts that many of us are having right here in Israel is that we we don't even know what's going to be by the time this episode goes out. Um, by the time you might be listening to this, um, living through a time where we've seen things that we can never have imagined overnight, um, you know, it's 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 difficult to to even speculate on what might happen tomorrow. Think, I mean, thinking back to Simchat Torah, obviously, where this, when this all unfolded, um, for us here in Israel, Friday night um, was Shmini uh, Atzeret Simchat Torah. We were in shul for Simchat Torah Tefillah, for Hakafot, um, and for, for an evening that really felt like what was going to be, um, you know, particularly after the last few years, thinking back to 2020, 2021, um, perhaps a return to what we might expect from Simchat Torah. Um, never would we have imagined when we went to bed uh, on Friday night, eventually, um, that we would uh, wake up to the situation that, that we found ourselves here in Israel and, and to the news that we heard. I think maybe it, it, as a starting point, um, I mean, obviously, Ari and I, I think we've mentioned on the podcast before, we both live in Modi'in, um, which is central uh, geographically um, even now when sirens are going off all over the place Modian is relatively quiet um, but perhaps like it, it would be worth talking about sort of what, what was your experience that that Shabbat uh, you know a week and a half ago now um, what was it like for you as in we, we woke up sort of semi-normally as in I don't know about you we heard uh, where we are, we're, Ari and I live in different neighbourhoods, but we, uh, where we are, we heard uh, some booms um, and we heard a, a siren off in the distance, um, which 
is uncommon, of course, but altogether not massively unsurprising, um, unfortunately. Um, but what was it like for you um, that that Shabbat? Sort of how did from waking up, um, you know, until Motzei Shabbat? Um, when you were able to check the news again, as you said, we're not going to go over the you know the, the graphic details. But for you personally, what was that Shabbat like? I think that the experience for us was similar to probably many other um, Shabbat observant um, Jews in the Merkaz and other areas of Israel, not adjacent or not directly adjacent to the southern area, uh, where. We picked, were picking up pieces of information as the, as the day went on. On the way to shul, bump into this person who gives a little bit of what's going on. When we reach shul, there's a bit more of information. Um, as, as the booms that you mentioned that indicate in our area, at least the, 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 the gift that is the Iron Dome that's protecting us, um, combating the, the rockets that are being sent from Hamas into Israel, as those continued to such an extent over the course of the morning, it's hard not to also to come to certain conclusions. Um, and then again, uh, after, the, as the day went on, more s- small pieces of information dripped through. And we began to see um, or hear about friends, um, neighbors being called up to reserve duty in a, in, a, in a totally unprecedented way, which obviously also indicates certain conclusions. Um, and then, of course, there's just the terrible moment that once uh, we bring out Shabbat and bring out Chag, um, everyone is pretty much, you know, reaching to the news as soon as possible to see what's going on. Um, and at that point, discovering really, I think, what, even with the pieces of information that we had, never could have, have imagined it be to such an extent. Yeah, and we had a very similar experience. It was, you know, rumors trickling in throughout the day. Um, a couple of people, you know, left Shul. Um, I think they had heard enough rumours throughout the night um, to know to have phones with them, which they wouldn't necessarily have have done otherwise. Um, uh, and yeah, as the day progressed, you know, w- walking around the neighbourhood, seeing friends from Shul, observing friends, uh, you know, climbing into cars. The things that we grew up with, sort of hearing about the Yom Kippur War, where, you know, or Six Day War, whatever, mothers running out after their sons or their husbands to give them, you know, a sandwich or whatever to take with them, not knowing uh, when they might see them again, sort of really seeing that unfolding again um, was was difficult. Um, I think as well, as someone who... uh, is not on Milouin, we're not on reserve duty. Um, we didn't serve in the army, we made Aliyah later in life, um, so didn't do army service. There is this other sense of um, feeling a bit lost of what our role is uh, at the moment, you know, beyond the immediate, you know, looking after our kids, looking after our families, um, what our role should be uh, during this period um, what we can do to contribute is incredibly inspirational and I, I, I know that a lot of these stories are making their way to, to the diaspora as well of just how much people are stepping up um, the massive volunteer efforts 
donations of equipment, of food, of time, of blood um, for the soldiers, uh, for the families uh, who have been displaced from the south and from the north. Um, and those, of course, are things that you know we're, we're all doing, um, I think. Um, and then, as sort of mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, the the, the Sidorim Fatsahal project, um, where we're driving back from, uh, having delivered some Sidorim, um, which is actually something that REA's spearheading. Um, so I'm going to let you talk about what it is precisely and sort of how. And what what have you seen from that? As and you're, you're the one talking with the different soldiers on different unit from different units on different bases. What what's the feedback you're getting from? from them in terms of not just the Sidorim but all these things that you know whilst they're off away fighting what are the what are the things you're hearing from them so I think one of the inevitable consequences of a um, a call up of reserves of Meluim in in such a quick um, and unexpected way is that um, many of those many of our soldiers many of the Meluimniks those who are have been called up for reserves um, had to leave in in such a, a, a quick way to quickly grab what they thought they might need in their bags or maybe didn't even have time to pack bags and just got in a car went where they needed to go and get there and and it meant that many of them didn't bring with them um, what they would need and maybe they didn't even know what they would need um, and obviously while that includes many of the basics and the essentials um, of 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 living and life whether you are at home whether you're in the army uh, as i'm sure many of our listeners have seen from from the request going there was just there's obviously also the the spiritual needs which many of our soldiers both religious and non-religious alike um are are really need and and want at this time um for those of you who have been on our um the the fundraising page for the sidur infertile campaign um, which we are proud to partner with Israel Gives on. Um, you'll see a, a video from our colleague Yoshua Miller, um, where he he really talks about how the the tefillot of of Jewish people around the world are are like an Amud Anan and Amud Esh, following them uh, in, into combat, into the situations that they are going into um, to protect Am Israel and Eretz Israel, and. At the same time, while they appreciate the tefillot from everyone around the world and everyone across Israel, they want to be able to also, when they have time, to be able to to daven. Um, so one of the first uh, one of the first shipments we were able to get out before last Shabbat um, was to send um, send a few boxes of Shabbat Chumashim um, of, of the Koran Shabbat Chumash, where you have the Chumash at the front and tefillot Shabbat at the back, and. And uh, we heard from one of the units we were able to send to that they they returned back um, late on Friday night, uh, back to where they were based, um, and just the excitement that they felt when they found boxes waiting for them of uh, of Shabbat Chumashim, so they could daven Kabbalat Shabbat, albeit later in the evening, um, and, and have some sort of of Shabbat experience uh, in the midst of a really, I'm sure. Um, very surreal um, and unimaginable uh, experience. Um, so uh, over the past few days, 
as momentum on the campaign um, has, has grown, obviously, we thank everyone from around the world, really from around the world. We've seen people contribute and be part of this from, from not just um, Israel, not just America, Canada, the UK and others, but also other countries around the world who want to help and to help us arm uh, our soldiers, our Sahel, with what spiritually. Um, we've also seen momentum in terms of soldiers finding out from across Israel in the north and the south of the Merkaz that this is available and being so excited to hear that we can and our team are doing their best to get them Sidurim Chumashim, Tehillim, others Farim as quickly as possible. Um, and we've had stories of you know units of soldiers um, who are literally in one place uh, one night and then a different place the next night and while they appreciate the contributions that they've been getting of all sorts of all, 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 to meet all their needs and they were just so excited to, to receive a box just of Sidurim um, and to healing that they could take with them as they go on um, with their work um, so it's, it's it's been really amazing uh, to be a part of this project so far um, we've def we've given out by the end of the day hopefully around 2,000 books um, with more coming going out tomorrow and in the coming days um, so just, just a huge thank you to everyone who joined in that campaign uh, and you can obviously find more details of it um, through our website and, and social media and we hope to keep providing updates and obviously our, our biggest hope is that the, the tefillah and the limud Torah of Achayalim um, with these books should be uh, to a zchut for their protection uh, to their success and uh, please God, their, their, their quick, safe return home uh, to their families who are, who are waiting anxiously for their return. Amen, amen. So uh, switching gears, maybe it'll be helpful, I mean, for us, but for our listeners to talk about some of our experiences over the last week or so uh, of what's going on. I mean, of course, people are stressed. Of course, people are anxious. People are tense. Um... And I'm sure that exists in Chutzla Aretz as much as it does here in Israel. Um, but maybe we could share some stories, some experiences from the last couple of weeks, just to illustrate what what life has been like here in Israel uh, while while all of this is going on. Sure. So, Alex, you mentioned before about. Um the incredible initiatives and volunteering that that has been taking place here in Israel and I think that a few thoughts on that first of all I think that we mentioned the the, the speed and the unprecedented nature of the call-up of our reserves um, that happened you know over the course of, of, of Shabbat and I think what was like all experiences there were two sides to the coin um, so here's a few coins and here's a few sides. The other side of the coin of our of the experience of our miluim is the 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 almost same in rapidity and speed, switching into action mode, switching into to, to a war state, um, knowing that something must be done and we have to do it straight away um, on Motzei Shabbat already, um, while those of you in the diaspora and Chutzdaretz were going into Simchat Torah into the second day of Chag we already had WhatsApp groups and Facebook groups if those still exist or Facebook messages and, and social media and other platforms of 
of all sorts of initiatives um, being set up, chesed committees, um, drivers, um, neighborhood watch and city guards, anything you could think of that would be needed, really, really began almost instantaneously. Um, and just the speed at which people um, took up responsibility and stepped up uh, at the time of, of need for, for the Jewish people and for, for us here in Israel was just unbelievable. The next day, I think it was Sunday, um, I went um, with my son. We took to the local uh, Witzow daycare center, had been turned into a collection point for to provide to collect for the needs of families who had already been evacuated from the south uh, and were staying temporarily in the area around Modiin. And we took with us two bags of games, toys that we found at home that, that we could try to contribute. And arriving and seeing just the number of volunteers there of all ages, especially of our, of our youth, um, teenagers, um, kids or young adults, um, and, and again, adults of all ages who were there um, working, going through everything that was being brought and just the amount that people had contributed and brought just immediately without a second thought. It was simultaneously harrowing and terrifying to see that we were in a situation that this was needed and yet at the same time just unbelievably inspiring and uplifting to see just the Jewish people in Israel at their very best just not even stopping to think but just immediately moving to action and, and doing what needs to be done. Yeah, we uh, a call went out at one point again, I the days have sort of all uh, melded into each other but a call went out saying that a family uh, from Sterot, I think a family of it was a mother and six kids um, from Sterot were moving into an empty apartment that someone had donated to them for as long as they need uh, in the neighbourhood. Um, but it was unfurnished. They needed everything. So, um, you know, we had a couple of chairs in our storeroom. And they say, oh, so I, was, I you know, drove them around. And the building uh, that this apartment is in, quiet street, you know, unassuming, there were just dozens of people walking in and out, everyone bringing something to furnish the apartment, somebody walking in. There was, while I was there, uh, they were looking for people with like big cars uh, or trucks to bring like, you know, uh, queen size bed that somebody had donated and a fridge. Um, and all the things that people, you know, had, they, people had and they, they wanted to give. Um, and so they were, and I think I was, I got there, I dropped off uh, the table and the chairs that we were, we were giving. Um, and then the, the woman who was organizing it asked me to run and go get something else. And when I came back, and by the time I came back, it had turned from an empty apartment where an electrician was donating his time to like reconnect uh, some of the electrical outlets um, to a fully furnished apartment. Um, and uh, you know, a fully furnished apartment, everything they needed, um, plus a stocked fridge, uh, not just the fridge itself, but fully stocked with groceries. The cupboards were, the cupboards were full, uh, and somebody had brought round, um, you know, a nice big uh, burger bar tray. And I think it, it speaks to the, this idea of the people who are not off, you know, armed and fighting, 
um, just just stepping up. Um, you know, the, the refrain that's going around. You know, obviously people you know, singing Am Yisrael Chai and all the different things. The other one is Mika Am Chai Yisrael. You know, is there another place? Um, is there another country where... I'm just going to pause whilst I'm saying this. You know, Ari and I, we're, we're driving here. We, we just got to a, a roundabout. Um, and a bunch of kids just standing waving flags. Um, people, like, just coming out and bolstering each other, making each other sort of feel... Um, better something else that um, I think something that uh, is weighing on my mind a lot at the moment as well is the uh, I guess the, the the toll this takes on families and especially our kids um, you know Ari you and I both have thank God uh kids young kids um who are living through this but we're fortunate to be going to bed each night under the same roof as our families um when that's not true of, of so many others um you know one one of the one of the small things that people have been, have been able to do is you know when a family where you know the father is is off on milloin doing what we can to give the parent left at home um and respite um a friend of my son my son is is 10 uh soon to be 11 um a friend of his came around uh you know just to, to hang out and they were doing their their zoom schooling together for a bit uh he knocked on the door and i answered and i said oh you know hi how are you uh and this kid's very good friend of my son says oh yeah great and i said oh how's how's your father he goes oh i don't know i've not spoken to him for three days he's off base and isn't allowed to have his phone with him and this whole exchange happened this child had a huge smile on his face um and i just i still trying to process what that means i've been walking around in a daze of anxiety of of stress um, and this boy who's not who hadn't heard from his father for three days was just happy and grateful and content um, and I like I've drawn a huge amount of inspiration from that um, to be able to sort of feel security being here uh, than anywhere else the thing that my wife and I say to each other often um, whenever these sorts of things happen I mean nothing like this happens but when things have not gone to plan here in Israel just reminding each other that we'd rather be here than anywhere else um, the, the response of the people of Israel in the country uh, and Am Yisrael in the diaspora um, just seeing how Jews from all walks of life from across the religious spectrum um standing together at these collection points at blood drives um whether gathering food to send to soldiers whatever it is um just this constant reminder of how fortunate we are to be part of the jewish people living in the jewish land um in the jewish homeland and drawing strength from that um that we will survive 
we will overcome um and that even though it's dark right now even though that things are difficult right now um there is hope for the future and there's hope for our children there's hope for us and and things please god soon um won't just return to the way they were but will be so much better one of the things also we should mention of course is that um at Koren, um, proudly based here in Israel, in Jerusalem, um, many of our colleagues, um, around 25% of the Koren staff here in Israel, uh, have been called up um, to middle women and are now serving on the front lines across Israel, both in the south and the north, um, on bases throughout Israel, um, which obviously has, a, has had a huge impact. And obviously in the day-to-day uh, operations of Corin in Israel, our colleagues, many of our colleagues from the warehouse, from the sales team, on the logistics side have been called up. Um, and even in our, in our design and graphics team as well, um, it's having a huge impact. And, and yet at the same time, we're obviously hugely, hugely proud and supportive um, of our friends, our colleagues, uh, who, are, who are there protecting us. Um, and our, our tefillah and thoughts are, are, are constantly with them. Uh, and, and we're obviously trying to do our best um, to, to just uh, help and support their families as much as possible. And, and of course, as well as those colleagues who are serving themselves, many of our other colleagues have, have children um, serving at the moment. Uh, and just, just a hugely difficult time. Um, Alex and I have a little taste uh, of, or oh, big taste, of having young children, thank God, at home with us um, and trying to navigate them or help them navigate through this experience um, while some of our other colleagues are, are, are supporting and, uh, and helping their older children navigate through being, being on the front lines on this. Um, it's obviously, as almost every uh, account is saying at the moment, the size of Israel, the size of our people, is that no, no one here is, is unaffected. No one here doesn't know someone um, in some way um, whose, whose life has been turned upside down uh, by the events uh, that have occurred here. Um, and of course, we're just sending so much love and tefillah and chizuk, um, both to our colleagues um, on the front lines um, also to the children of our colleagues and, uh, and of course to, to all of our chayalim and our soldiers who are just doing working around the clock um, to, to, to protect us and, uh, and to bring back security to our land. There's so much that we obviously could talk about and just thinking about other reflections of the past week. Um, one of the things I've been thinking a lot about or, or people that I've been thinking about um, is our, our dear friend and, and colleague um, Rav Doron Perez, the executive director of World Mizrahi. Um, Rav Doron, uh, and thinking a lot about Rav Doron and his wife Shelley, their two sons were, were both in action last Shabbat. Um, their son, uh, Yonatan, um, was, was injured, and, uh, and Baruch Hashem um, has made a, a recovery, um, while the other son, uh, Daniel, Daniel Shimon Ben Sharon, uh, is still uh, currently uh, missing uh, with other members of his uh, crew that he was with Itai ben Chagit and Matan ben Anat um, and and our thoughts are really with Rav Doron with his family, with the whole Paris family um, 
both for the complete refuah of Yonatan, but also the safe return of, of Daniel, um, of his of his fellow crew members, um, and also of, of the hostages. And the scenario that we find ourselves in, I think what illustrates it as being so unprecedented, first of all, in that so much of our of our Israel education growing up was focused around missing in action soldiers correctly. Uh, and to think that we have three missing in action soldiers and many others and citizens at the moment um, that are so much on our minds and yet does not seem is not even the top of of the list of the news I think really tells us the grave situation we find ourselves in uh, and in short this past Shabbat uh, every Shabbat for for as long as our shul has been running we always do say the Mishabarach for Shuyim uh, and I think in, 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 while we've also been thinking of Hadar Goldin or in Shaul uh, and other Shvuyim over the past few years for their safe return. It's always felt something abstract. and It was just a, a hugely surreal experience to be in Shul and saying that Mishabarach this week, thinking just how many of our of our Chayalim and of our citizens of all ages uh, are currently in captivity, are currently being held hostage. And, and we really are thinking a lot about them and, and hopefully joining with you around the world of Am Yisrael and also davening and praying for, for their safe and quick return um, to, their, to their families who are waiting for them yes um, this has not necessarily been the most inspirational uh, episode we've ever recorded um, it's certainly been somewhat cathartic for me and for Arie, uh, so we thank you for listening um there are plenty of things plenty more things we could say perhaps we'll, we'll save them for another episode that will uh, be from a different perspective hopefully a, a reflection on this uh, terrible time once things are better um, if you're looking for ways to support the Chayalim the soldiers um, then please do consider uh, the Sidorim Fort Sahal uh, project um, supporting an Israeli business um, you know that, that support goes a long long way one of the things that has been um, incredibly touching is just the the number of people even though we're not in immediate danger um, the people who just reach out you know with a with a text message or Facebook or email just checking in to see how we are Um, so you know do do that Uh, anyone who you know who's here um, would certainly appreciate um, you you reaching out to them um, and we hope to be back in a couple of weeks with a regular episode of the Quran podcast, Al Regalachat. Um, until then, everyone should please stay safe, uh, stay well, um, should pray for a swift and complete end to this current situation, uh, a recovery for everyone who's been injured, um, the return of those uh held hostage um, and unfortunately for the people who have lost their lives uh, in the past week and a half um, Hashem Oz Al Amo Yiten Hashem Yivarech Et Amo Ba Shalom Goodbye